Yo, yo, here we go again, episode five, El Cinco, Bobby. Yo, keep it one, you ready, episode five? It's going to be a great one, let's get it. Let's get it. Yo, so let's just start the episode with some NBA bubble action, bro. The The games have been getting more intense, the playoffs are approaching. You got some teams in the West, those those teams that are fighting for that eight seed, they're, they're playing great basketball right now. Um, but let's focus on the current and the new number eight, eighth seed in the Western Conference and the Blazers. Damian Lillard, 61 points last night, got him another dub to keep him in that eighth seed. How do you what do you think about this man, bro? Man, Lillard is a different animal, bro. He is just he's on another level, bro. Um, he's he's, he's, he's literally I mean, he's, he's going down in history, bro. He's the he's only the second player to have three sixty point. All right, three sixty-point games in one season, bro. That's yeah. that's unbelievable. That's amazing. This guy, so this guy, man, I got nothing but praise for this guy, man. Yeah, bro. I mean, I, I, he, the reports came out how he told he got the whole group together, um, the whole Blazers team together, talking about you know don't waste, let's not waste our each other's time out here. You know, we got family. There's, there's a deadly virus going around. Let's make sure we're gonna go out there. We're gonna go on. We're gonna compete. And I think that everybody bought in. I think that Damian Lillard is a true champion um, in the heart. Um, has has a has a mindset that a lot of people in this league don't have. And to me, Damian Lillard is a true. He's a true leader. That is a true leader. That's somebody that I'd be willing to 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 play behind with and and to battle uh, uh, war to war with day in day out. The like, crazy that's the thing, type of guy that he is. The crazy thing is that before this before this whole bubble started, there was a possibility that Damian Lillard wasn't even going to play in this bubble. Right, exactly. Um, and, and the only reason why he played was because they gave the Blazers an opportunity to compete for AC. And this right. dude came out, and he's proving that he is a top point guard in this league, a top player, period, in this league. Mm-hmm. And, man, he's, he's just, wow, he's on another planet right now. Yeah, man, and, and the and the people as well, bro. Like the people talking about that he's not, you know, that he's trash and stuff. You know what? I don't like having conversation with pe- conversations with people about basketball, especially since that's like my primary sport. Um, I don't like having conversations with people that don't have no knowledge or no sense. These are the same type of guys that only like to watch the LeBron James, the KDs, the Steph Curry's, James Harden, those type of guys. Why? Because they're on flashy, you know, prime time, prime time teams, if you will. And bro, they don't understand that it takes guts. You know, it takes real heart and it takes real dedication and commitment. Like Damian Lillard has given the, the city of Portland and that organization and he's been it's been well known that he said it i am not i rather i rather quit basketball before i join a super team yeah man you got to you know respect what I'm saying? that shows, that shows a lot about that. a person you got to respect from that that's a lot of players starting their own super teams and and creating their own dynasties and this dude's like i'm going to do it a different way man 
if this yeah. is a team that gave me an opportunity to get to go into the league, and I'm gonna be loyal to them, and he's been he's been nothing but loyal to the Portland fans. That's for sure. He did. Um, he you know he's been there his whole entire career. He's signed two max contract extensions within the same team. If this doesn't show you commitment, then I don't know what does. Um, I feel like Portland is. Uh, I I said I think I said it in last week's episode too. Um, you know they they, I think they're they're too committed to CJ McCollum, and I'm not knocking him as a player. I think he's a he's a he's a great player. Um, but you know, and I just think they're too committed, and I think that that team, if they were you know if they were to go and seek out a trade for CJ McCollum, you know, give him that opportunity to go to a team where he could be that number one, or he could complement a. a a star big on a team that's missing a guard and especially the shooting. Um, you know, again, I'm not knocking him for his play. I think he's a great player, an underrated player at that. I think a lot of people don't give CJ McCollum the credit that he deserves, but we all know that Portland is Damian Lillard's team. That's his team. Um, I also think CJ McCollum knows that. And I don't think he'd be upset if he got traded to a team where he could, he could somewhat be that number one option. See, my, my thing is, CJ McCollum and Lillard could work. It's just they've never had that forward. I mean, you, I mean, Melo now is playing really good, and he's playing, you know, as good as he's played since probably since he left New York, you could say. Oh, but, easily. <laughs> but, but, but he's not the forward that they can depend on moving forward. And what I mean by that is, like, Melo probably has one or two more years left at most, you know, playing at this level. You know, after yeah. that, after that, who's going to be your forward? They, well, they, they I mean, try that's, with that's... they try with Harkless. Well, right, but but they, it was a, even Damian Lillard said it. Losing Al Farouk Aminu and losing Mo Harkless took a big hit on their defense. Took a big hit on their on you know and on that yeah. with that position. You know what I'm saying? Like I get yeah, it. They're but, not. They're not. They're, they're not, not gonna household take them names. They're, yeah, I mean, they're not household names. I get that. But guess what? They're those are the type of guys that you would want on your team if you're if you're contending. For a, for uh for a championship, um, you know what I'm saying. I'm not t- I'm not saying that they need to be like the key cornerstone of the starting lineup or whatever. But having one of those guys come off the bench could help the bench, you know, with the scoring, and then on the defensive end could lead on to the scoring. You know, I I think though you could try to use um you could try to use CJ McCollum as trade bait to get a legitimate forward. Um, and then also adding pieces as well because CJ McCollum ain't no scrub. You don't just trade him for a regular schmegular guy. You know, you trade him for another well-established player um, or one in the I, making. One in the I making. I just don't think. I just don't think they'll get his value in return. You know, that's a they well, they yeah. and I and I like CJ. I like CJ. Yeah, I, think he's I a do great too. Player. Shit, I'll I take him here. I'll player. take him. I'll take him here in Orlando. Of course, man. I'll take. Don't even get me started on that. Oh, magic, magic, magic. All right. Uh, <laughs> but no, but I, I think personally, you know, Lillard, obviously Lillard is a star of that team. He's, he's, he's the franchise. And, and moving forward, you know, I, I, I think Lillard and CJ could work if they can get that third piece. Yeah. I mean, everybody got to remember, though, piece. too, that Rodney Hood is still part of that team. It. Yeah, but, yeah. I don't, but, but Rodney Hood is not the third guy, man. I, I, they need to they need to get a, an all, a, a potential all-star to be at the three. You know, some, somebody, somebody, a three or the four, you know, one of those four-word combo. But, uh, but the thing is, if they do that, though, then it won't work. It won't work in the sense of you're going to have three guys literally from 
the one, the two, and the three spot, literally, ball dominant, you know, because well, an all-star is a ball dominant type of player, the ball type right. uh, ball dominant player for the team that they're that they're playing with. So But it doesn't have to be a ball dominant forward. No, it's or just somebody that's somebody somebody that can score when you need him to. That it, and I and I look at the Warriors. The Warriors, you know, they started with Curry and Clay. And 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 the gluing piece was Draymond Green. Obviously, KD came in oh, after yeah. and all that, but the gluing piece was Draymond Green. That's what they need. They need somebody that can be the glue guy and can connect. The team together, and, yeah, and, and they I just mean, don't have the, they just don't have their game on green yet. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, hey, who knows? I mean, hey, but all I know is that Damian Litter is on a mission. Um, ever he's since on a that, mission. Yeah, yeah, ever he, since that Clippers game, he's you know he 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 scored. He's averaging fifty six points per game, seven point five assists, shooting fifty five percent from the field goal, forty four point eight from the three point range, ninety seven point one from the free throws. And in two games in the fourth quarter, he scored forty points. This mm-hmm. guy, this guy is just, a, he's something else, man. He deserves, he deserves. Uh, and, and and that's why I said earlier, I I hate talking to people who don't know basketball that they only solely focus on their favorite team and uh, and you know or their favorite player. And I don't like talking to people like that you know like obviously like that's why me and you me and you can go back and forth and talk basketball all day like people will have to tell us to shut up you know so like I talking to somebody like oh no Damian Lillard he's wasting his time or he's whack like you know that's all the that that's the best he can get if he goes anywhere else he won't play that good like you don't know basketball you don't know that this guy has been doing this consistently for the past what I'd say five years now since Portland has been a team to watch out for, no matter what seeding they finish every season on, because they, they're not scrubs, bro. Like, that team is led by a lone leader, one that is fearless, one that does not care what people think about him not wanting to be on a super team or wanting to be on a big market team. You know? What I, what um, I like about Daniel him Leonard, is- I think he deserves everything good going his way when it comes to basketball accolades. He deserves it. He deserves a championship. I, I, I feel like Damian Lillard is overlooked as well. They never want to bring him into the contention of MVP. You know, he's been he's been literally since the day that he joined the uh, the Portland Trailblazers franchise, he's had that and carried that team on his back, despite them having LaMarcus Aldridge for his first two years or so. And despite them having Brandon Roy when he first got drafted, that team official, once he got drafted, that was his team. No, I agree. What I, what, what I like about Lillard, is that he takes every little thing and he uses that motivation. You know, oh, yeah. obviously we all saw what happened with the Clippers game with Patrick Beverly and, you know, Paul George, um, you know, and, and, and he just took that as motivation, bro. He just, he was just like, all right, all right, you're going to talk your junk. You're going to talk your crap. You know what? I'm not even going to say nothing. I'm going to let my game do the talking. And that's exciting. And he sure in hell came out and, 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 and proved that. That's mm-hmm. for sure. But I mean, yeah. Oh, with with that though, I mean, um, with that, what do you think about that whole Patrick Beverly and uh, Paul George, um, uh, you know, that back and forth, that little that little verbal, you know, altercation between them? Well, Patrick Beverly and, and Paul George. I mean, Patrick Beverly is known for being that type of player. Um, mm-hmm. I have nothing. I have nothing against that, to be honest. I, I feel like Patrick mm-hmm. Beverly was just doing his thing. He always does that. I mean, that's right. that's his way. That's his way of. You know, he, he he's that type of player that wants to get under your skin. And, You'd and appreciate he, does, this. he does a very good job of doing that. Where You'd I have a problem this. where I have a problem is with 
Damon Lillard's sister and Paul George's uh, girlfriend. Right. Now, now, now you're talking personal. Now you're getting with the family. You're getting. You're talking about family. And when it gets when when family gets involved, then it's personal. You know, you don't take right. it as a jokingly you know type of way. You know, how when they, you call how when, they first did it, how they exactly. like the players did it, right? Like for example, in this case, Damian Lillard called Paul. Uh, Damian Lillard's sister called Paul George's girlfriend a stripper. If she was right. or she wasn't, that's her personal life. You know, you don't. You don't, you don't, you don't get your personal, personal stuff out there. You know, that's that's his life. That's a low blow. That's, that's a what low he blow. chose, and exactly, and it was a low blow. And then Paul George's girlfriend, you know, called Damian Lillard's sister a cow. And now, right. now you're talking, you know, now you're getting personal, and you I don't know. That's what, that's yeah. what, that's why I don't respect. But uh, you know what? I'm glad that that both of them were able to speak it out and hash everything. You know. And yeah. and you know just just move on you know just move on they both apologize both accept it and, yeah you know, I, they, they, I, I think they both they both understand that I think they both understand you know that they're they're both great in their craft because Paul George is he's overlooked and that guy is a he's a superstar you know like that that Paul George is a superstar the Clippers would not be heading to where they're heading this um this season when it's all said and done without Paul George on that team so you know they. They, I think it was a mutual thing. They understand that it's part of the game. But when it was just them two, obviously going back and forth, it's part of the game. Um, I think they both they both respect each other as players. You don't gotta like the person, you don't gotta like each other. But as long as there's a respect within the game, like yo, no matter what, I may not like you as a dude, but yo, you're cold out on the court, bro. Like you're not, you're nice. You know what I'm saying? It's like what but you e- said. Even even better if they're if they are if they are really boys, you know, like there's yeah. really like no beef. Like that's always. Ultimately, that's what everybody would love to see. But I mean, I'm not, you know me, man. I, I I like that old school. I like that old school shit. I like that back and forth, that beef shit. But when it goes outside of you, you know, the two main players, um, and and it's such a family, friends, and entourage starts to get into it, and they start going personal. It's like, all right, guys, this is not rap. You know, this that's is not the music industry. Yeah, like let us handle this the way we handle it. You know, um. But hey, yeah, I'll tell I mean, you what. I tell you what. Lillard scored sixty-one points. The next day, they dropped them shoes to sixty-one dollars. And guess who got? <laughs> guess who got a pair? Who? Your boy right here, man. I have to show him respect, man. I had to, bro. Yeah, sixty-one no, dollars. Hey. The Dame six. They were fire, yeah. bro. I had to get them. Sixty-one, sixty-one dollars, sixty-one dollars, all different colorways. Man, shout out to Adidas for that, man. Because I mean, that for that's. Real. That was fire, and I'm sure Damian Lillard's camp and all that had something something big to do with so that. They hooked, um, they hooked so, me up. They should they hooked up half the world. Cause I'm sure they. <laughs> hey, and that's a great marketing strategy, strategy, bro. They sold out shout quick out, too, man. Yeah, shout out Damian Lillard and his marketing team because God dang, I'm sure that he got a big ass check coming his way because of all these shoes that he just sold. Um, but yeah, bro. Um, let's move on since we're kind of talking about um Damian Lillard. Um, obviously, he pays for the Portland Trailblazers, which, as of right now, are sitting on the eight, at the eighth seed. But there's you have the Grizzlies, the Suns, and the Spurs now competing for. Uh, you know, they're trying to knock Portland out of there to get that eighth seed. Who out of those teams do you think has a better shot to knock down LeBron, AD, and the Caval- uh, the Cavaliers? Wow, look at me, the Lakers. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the Spurs have just actually just gotten eliminated, so they're out of they're out of contention. Oh, um, so, that's right. So, that's right. So, that it's down, so it's down to three. It's down to three teams. <sighs> to be honest, I mean, I'm gonna have to stick with Portland, bro. I'm gonna have to stick with Portland because I agree. Damon Lillard, Damon Lillard's a killer, man. 
He's a yeah. killer, and 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 Portland has the most complete team. You know, they have their bigs mm-hmm. that can match up with Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, Deville McGee. You know, they have Whiteside and and, and hey. um. Who, yeah, and, who and, wouldn't and, mind and they, seeing a LeBron and Carmelo Anthony matchup in the playoffs for one? Yep, and Damian Lillard. Who's gonna stop Lillard? Exactly. Who's gonna stop? Who's gonna stop Lillard? I mean, look, that that's why I told a lot of Laker fans that I know and friends of mine that are Laker fans. I told them, I was like, hey, I'm not knocking you guys out of uh, opportunity to go to the championship because I mean, you can't, right? The Lakers are just they're they're a great team right now, regardless of the fact and. Them not having Avery badly, that hurts. That hurts, mm-hmm. especially going up against a Damian Lillard because in the Portland Trailblazers, because if Damian Lillard is hot and CJ McCollum is hot, there's no stopping that team at all. And then if one of them two is is not is not having a great shooting day, the other one is going off. So there's never really it's very rare to see the Portland Trailblazers and see a game with Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum and the rest of the team having a very bad shooting day. Because when that, it, it, it's very rare. It's very rare. And it's been, it's been known in history, bro. Like, go back, even for the young folks listening to the podcast right now, or maybe the older folks going back. Like, the Blazers has always been, for some odd reason, have always been a kryptonite team against the Lakers. We're talking... Pre Shaq, I'm talking Kobe. Um, I'm talking about the Eddie Jones days up till now. They have always been a kryptonite team for the Lakers. So I, that's why I, you know, of course, because of Damian Lillard, you know, just being a beast right now. Um, and that team, I just like how you said they're a complete overall team. I just think that they're they they fit better with the matchup, and I think that it'll just be more fun. I mean, the fans would like to watch that more than them playing the. I mean, no offense to the Suns, you know what I'm saying. I, I love. Yeah, me I, some I like me some Devin Booker. Hell oh, yeah, yeah, bro. yeah. I love me some some D book. So um, I'm not knocking them. I just feel like again, I just feel like that that, that team is just not there. Um, it'll be great to see them there. Just you know, it's been so long. But um, the the Blazers and Lakers that could be one of the biggest upsets. And man, I could see a like a t- like a very low t- uh, tier team beating a number one or number two seed. Like without well, a, without no hesitation, I'll think like I'd say I can see Portland be, uh, beating the Lakers. Well, because Memphis won today and the Suns won today. Shout out to the Suns, finished eight and zero in the bubble. Hey, man, yeah, the book that's another crazy. one that's, that's been a crazy. man on the mission. That's crazy, but because Memphis won today, and again, I, I, I either it be Memphis and the Suns or Memphis and Portland playing for that eighth seed. I just don't see Memphis beating any either one of those teams. You know, Jaron Jackson going out was a big blow to them, oh, and yeah. you know they're just they're just not all there, bro. They're just not all there, and and I don't see them beating any of the two teams. But in regards to the Suns and the Blazers, obviously I feel like the Blazers have the better chance to be the Lakers. Not that they're going to be the Lakers, because let's be honest, the Lakers there's a good possibility they could finish four one, maybe four two if we give them the benefit of the doubt. But let's be honest, the Lakers are the Lakers, and every other team is. Every other team, you know, but in regards to in regards to who what I would like to see, I would like to see Devin Booker in the playoffs, man. He deserves it. He's proven at this bubble, and man, I want to see him in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I I would like to see him in there, but I I don't I I just I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced with the team. I'm not convinced with uh 
I'm I'm not convinced with his with everybody supporting the book or like within the team the roster I can't I none of those guys to me have it like I feel like it's gonna be an easy coast for the Lakers in that in that in that series so I it wouldn't be fun for me don't, like you man, know don't sleep on the Suns man they have DeAndre they have DeAndre when it comes to the playoffs when it comes to Kelly Oubre's not playing. No, I know he's not playing, but I'm saying so, that's a team. It, oh no, yeah, I like, I love, I love the way Kelly Oubre fit with that team. I felt like that was the best place for him to land. Um, so I like, I like Mason Kelly Oubre now. I, I think he, I, I think he's gonna turn out to be a great, uh, a, a good player for that team. And I liked how you know he meshed, it meshes well with uh, D Book. The reason and, why I say the Suns and Aiden. The reason why I say the Suns is because I, I, I don't believe either one of the teams could beat the Lakers. I can uh, see you the know, Lakers then, beating them. Nah, man, they're not gonna beat I, the Lakers. Like, I, I mean, they the have Blazers the best winning. chance. They have the best chance, but they're not gonna beat the Lakers, bro. They're not. All right, they're all not right. gonna beat the Lakers. In a seven-game series, you have LeBron and Anthony Davis. They're not gonna. Beat all the right, Lakers. all right. Not gonna beat them. Not gonna beat them. All right. Outside of LeBron and AD, Kuz is inconsistent. That's been proven. We all know that, right? Outside of AD and LeBron, who do you have? Who do you have to depend on? You don't have nobody. Well, that's the thing. You don't need nobody else. You have LeBron and AD. I okay, mean, when but you what play, happens when if AD gets team, hurt? AD, no, trust me, I'm not. You already know. So when AD not, gets hurt, you still have LeBron James, who according exactly. to you is the best player in the world. It, well, he is. But regardless of the fact that it's been proven that you can't do it by yourself, right? So him, if AD goes down, and if AD goes down, bro. That's where you, Terry Scott, being the head coach of the Portland Trailblazers, you take advantage that the big, maybe runner-up right now, or maybe, I mean, the, the, the awards haven't came out yet, but could potentially be Defensive Player of the Year in Anthony Davis. Him not playing, you take advantage and you abuse the paint. You have uh, uh, Nurkic back. That Nurkic has been playing outstanding in the bubble. No one even thought that he was going to play as good as he's playing after that gruesome-ass injury, right? So shouts out to Nurkic. And then guess who you got coming off the bench, bro? You got an all-star caliber type of center, a center that could easily start on almost 95% of the league right now in, in Hassan Whiteside. And you got Zach Collins that came back. Zach Collins ain't no scrub either, bro. Zach Collins is a sniper. He plays decent defense. He's not terrible. So on the big side, on the big, on the big side of things, the, 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 the Trailblazers got it hands down. They got it hands down just because of the fact that you have so many and you have so many options. The Lakers have the options, but you see, if you would have asked me this, like, what year was it that Dwight was with, um, when Dwight was in Charlotte? Like two, three years ago? No, I think it's a little bit longer than that. All right, four, five, let's just say four or five years ago. What, how, whenever. But that was the, probably the best basketball that Dwight Howard has played since he left Orlando was when he was in Charlotte. Now he's, now he's playing, you know, for his role and how they're using him, he's doing phenomenal. But Dwight's yeah, still but, right. But Dwight's not still. He's not the Orlando Dwight, right? So I can't really say that oh, he's not the you, Orlando Dwight, but he could still get his. Yeah, he could still get get his. But it's. I mean, come on, bro. It's it's. Bro, yeah, right, you, here, got, you, got, you got you got you got big guys. You got big guys that have been in the league for probably like what three four seasons now that are. Working the way, and you look at him, you're like, damn, bro. I remember when he was in Orlando, he would have probably pinned that shit down to the, like, to a 16th row in the lower bowl over there in Amway. You know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't, he doesn't have that, that, that explosiveness anymore. The body, the defensive presence is there, but bro, his, 
I mean, you got Hassan Whiteside banging you down low, bro. You're not you like Dwight's not gonna be able to like play the defensive type of Dwight Howard that everyone knows him as. And again, I'm not not gonna. I mean, I, Dwight's a you know I got to personally meet Dwight. You know, he's a good dude. Um, never had any issues with him. Um, even him after even after he left Orlando. So like, I'm not knocking anything of Dwight. I think he's a hands down a Hall of Famer. No one's gonna convince me otherwise. Um, but right now, currently. You would if you started if you wanted a, a center on your team, you're gonna choose Hassan Whiteside or Nurkic over Dwight Howard. Here's the way I see it, bro. Dwight Howard is right now they were on their team through LeBron James and Anthony Davis, right? Can we agree on that? Oh, you, um, yeah, that's a, yeah. Do, sure. All right, so so Dwight Howard is not really getting the opportunity to run the offense through him, but I am pretty sure, and I'm 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 saying this not not at the level that he used to play in Orlando. I hope you I hope I hope you understand that. But you can still run an offense through Dwight Howard. Why? Because you still have shooters around him. You got now they picked up a J.R. Smith. You have a Dion Waiters. You know, you have a Caruso. You have yeah, you, know, those, you have, you have Cowboy Pulse. Those, those are guys, players that can shoot. Yeah, but those guys, hold on. Let's go back though. Dion Waiters, I don't does Dion Waiters has Dion Waiters ever even played in the playoffs? I'm 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 honestly asking. I don't think he has. I've never. I don't remember the last time I saw Deion Waiters in a playoff game. Either which way, either which did, way. I think he did in the Thunder. If I'm Are not mistaken, sure? I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But well, we'll then again, the Thunder. The, but the, but then again, the Thunder have been in the playoffs in, for the you know the past couple of years. So I I mean maybe I could see that, especially around that time because when he was there, I think KD and Russ was still there too. So I could see that. But either which way, he didn't. He played it that one year, and then after that, he was. Done with, like, I mean, he was with the Heat. I, I, I'm, I'm lying. It was with the Heat. I forget that he was with the Heat for a while, and the Heat have been in the playoffs, um, a couple times. But he hasn't played. Like, he, he has not played. So him not playing and having that experience, you gotta remember, you, bro, you know, and you say it a lot too. Play, uh, playoff experience matters, right? So the outside of, uh, outside of LeBron, AD has never, uh, AD has what first round, first round experience. That's it. Okay. Uh, AD. Okay, yeah. For, uh, yeah, I think a- he's, been to the, he's been to the second round. Okay, second round and got knocked out. Then he gets swept. I'm pretty sure. I'm yeah, pretty sure he got swept by the Warriors. Right. Um. Then you have. I mean, J.R. Smith is J.R. Smith. He's a champion because uh, with with being with that Cavaliers. That's champion, what I'm saying. LeBron, though, but you got LeBron, but you got J.R. Right. Right. Dwight, Dwight has been to the Dwight, finals. Right. Dwight has been there before, but it's been a very very long time since Dwight even been in the playoffs. At like just mm-hmm. been in the playoffs. And huh? JaVale McGee's been to the finals. He won the championship. Yeah, ja- right. JaVel McGee. You know what I'm saying? But like that's what I'm saying. But but really, let's be real. Let's be real though. Do you think JaVel McGee is gonna make or break your like you winning a game or not? No, but it's that experience. It's that experience right. that counts. I get that. But what I'm saying, because you were I'm going I'm going back to you saying that running that offense through the white and Dwight passing the ball out to the shooters, right? But Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith, we all know, especially now at their age, I would say more J.R. Smith because he's older. Um, they're they're both very they're not they're not like shooters that are hot twenty four seven, right? No, they're, so, they're streaky shooters. Right, they're streaky shooters, and they they could it could it could affect that, bro. Like just just you playing a team that's all well rounded like a Blazers team. That could hurt you because the, that the Blazers team is not ter- they're not bad on defense. So you're like if they play against a team like the Suns, 
the Suns' defense is it, like the Lakers' offense is going to run through that defense, no matter how good their defensive scheme is. With the Blazers, they won't. Why? Because the Blazers legitly, from top to bottom, have the experience. The coach has the experience, and you have an actual superstar on that team in Damian Lillard. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, listen, I don't know. I, you're, you're forgetting about just one. You're, you're forgetting about one key player in that team. And and, and, what team? and that's Cal and the, and the Lakers and that's Cal Kuzma. We obviously I'm all saw. We listen, 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 listen. We all saw. We all saw that game winner. That means that he can hit it when it counts. And players like that are hard to find. Okay. And this is a guy. He hit, a guy he hit one. This, he hit one buzzer beater, guy, and, he, and you're saying that he he can make it when it counts. No, but listen, this is a guy that 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 was leading the team in scoring last year. Obviously, you get the two best players, arguably top two, two of the top five in the world, and 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 obviously Kyle Kuzma loses that role, but he's a forward behind two of the possible great greatest forwards in the league. You get me? And and, and coming off the bench, that's a big. That's that's a big player to have because he could score in bunches, bro. He's a scorer. He could score. And to be honest, I think personally, sure, but I want to see I him score in the playoffs. Okay, well, he's never been in that situation. He's only exactly been in the league for what two, three. Exactly he's only been in the league for point. three years. Hey, but it, okay, but it doesn't. But it doesn't matter. Regardless of the fact, it doesn't matter how long he's been in the league. He's been in the league more than one year, and he has yet to. But you can't use him as being like that. You could say that the Lakers are going to depend on him for. This many but possessions in a game and all that stuff depend on him because they don't need to depend on him. That's the beauty of it. They don't need to depend on him. He's the third or fourth option. Exactly. He could be the he could be he could be he could be the third option as many times as he wants. But if you you never being in a situation like that, and but that it goes back to what I said. The I forgot what episode I said it, but I said like it to me. It it's gonna make a difference that of the fans not being in the arena. Come playoff time, because the the players feed off of that, right? The players also feed off of the booing, especially the ones that have not been there before. They see them losing. That's when the shakes start to come in. The nervous, the nerves start to kick in a lot more, and then that affects jump shots. That affects your mindset. That affects your gameplay, and that that's why I'm saying like I can't really say because he's never been there um, as as a reasoning because. It's not gonna matter because he's literally playing in an empty ass arena with fake audio. You know what I mean? Like it's not. I the think same. if Kyle Kuzma was in a different team, he could be a number one player in the team. Obviously, not. You you're think taking so? out the LeBron, you're thinking out the KD. Two, three years from now, uh, two. Given three years, given three years, and if he develops the right way, the way that he's heading right now, if he continues to develop that same way, he could be. He could possibly be a number one or top two in any NBA team. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that he can't. I, I agree with you 100. I think, I think that, you know, granted the Lakers were were smart by keeping him, but I felt like if he would have went to like the Knicks, I felt like that could have been his shot, his time to shine. That could have been that his moment because then uh, I, I don't got, think so. I don't think because so, you think about I feel it, like he's gonna about, learn. Listen, he's gonna listen, learn listen, LeBron. When you think of well, right, right. Of course, that's what I'm saying. The Lakers played it smart. They didn't let him go yet. Um, but you know, you got. Imagine if he went to the Knicks, bro. Like you have Mitchell he Robinson. Have, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have succeeded. Listen, you got Mitchell he Robinson. Wouldn't have succeeded. R.J. Barrett, and then you got the whatever pick that you're gonna get, and then whatever and then whatever play you're gonna get is at least 
you're going to assume that he's going to be a main piece of your team moving forward, that he's not going to turn out like a Frank Neal Aquino. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to you're, – you're hoping that that point guard that you choose because we, we all could assume and probably 100% assume correctly that the Knicks are going to go after a point guard this draft. So Here's two reasons why he couldn't have succeeded in the Knicks. One, because the Knicks organization is the worst in the league, and they don't know how to develop their players. That's the first thing. The second thing is well, this I mean, what, year, look what this happened with year, Chris what happened with Chris Stubbs? And, and what happened to him? He's freaking balling. What are you talking about? Right, but they, ha- they let him go. Well, right, right. But you said that they, they can't, no. de- they're the worst in the team. They can't develop players. Like, I mean, they developed but KP. They did, it was just, they didn't develop They just let him go. He came, he came right off the gates. Uh, I wouldn't say they all that. De- no, nah, they didn't I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to say he came out. I wouldn't want to say once he got drafted that he came out gunning. It took him a little bit, but it's not like when he first, when the, when he first got drafted, the first couple games he was only scored, like he was get, barely getting PT. Listen, maybe he only scored like one year, point per his game. His rookie year. You had Knicks fans. Obviously, it's Knicks fans. They're delusional. But you had well, you had a whole bunch of people saying that this guy could possibly be an MVP in the league. And his yeah. rookie season. And you're going to tell me the Knicks developed? No, he proved it right off the gate. In, in contrast with Kyle Kuzma, he are learning on learning under LeBron James and playing behind LeBron James, it's only going to make him better. He's going to make smarter decisions. He, he's going to learn from the best. And he could take that that he learned, and he can use it in another team. I didn't say he was ready to be a number one in any team right now. I said in three years from now, he's going to be ready. Why? Because you're getting all that experience. First of all, you're going to start playing playoff basketball right now, right, with the Lakers. And you're going to oh, yeah. learn, learn behind the best forward to ever play the game. You, 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 you're going to be good. You're going to be good. Plus, he has all the talent in the world. He can shoot. He has height. He, can, he he's underrated defensively. He can actually play pretty good defense. No, yeah, yeah, that I won't knock. He can he can play some defense. That's for sure. I I don't know, man. I just feel I just feel like I I need to see more from Kyle Kuzma. Um, I'm not saying that he can't. I'm not saying that he can't. But I just got to see more. That's just that's just me. You know. All right. But, so we uh, got so we got the Western Conference playing games uh this weekend. Uh, obviously, yep, for that Saturday. eighth scene, um, you know, as of right now, it looks like it's going to be if Portland beats the Brooklyn Nets tonight, um, which today is August 13th, if they beat the Brooklyn Nets tonight, then it's going to be Portland and Memphis. Uh, I would have loved to see the Suns there, but it looks like because Memphis won today, it looks like it's going to be Portland and Memphis. Um, only way that could change is if Portland loses tonight against the Nets, which I hardly doubt that's going to happen. Then if the Portland loses, then it'll be the Suns and, and Memphis. But um, it's going to be a great weekend to watch some basketball. And, you oh, know, yeah. even though it's only going to be one game, um, but it's going to be a great one. And it's going to be um, the first game that you can say is of importance. It's an elimination game. So Yeah, it's, it's going to be – it's for sure going to be a meaningful game. Like, Correct. more – I say more meaningful than you even trying to compete to get up to that eight spot. I think that that's going to be legit, like, you know – uh, what's the word that I'm trying to find? Like it's it's do or die, man. It's do or die for who for anyone that's in those playing uh playing games, and I think you're gonna see some type of intensity of a basketball game that people have not seen in years, bro. I'm talking about mm-hmm. years. I would say, I would say probably more intense basketball than we than we saw in that uh that finals when the uh Cavaliers came back and beat the Warriors, bro. In my opinion. 
You got two young. You got you got two. No, well, three, right? Three because I mean, with with Portland is still somewhat young. Um, you got three young teams that are hungry that want to show and prove to the world that they're not, you know, that they're that they're up there with the with these playoff teams that they deserve to be um talked about more. They they deserve the recognition that they deserve. Um, you know, hey, if John Moran can carry that team to the eighth seed, bro, and at least get a, at least one win against the Lakers, bro. That I, it's gonna be I, a lot of confidence. It's gonna be it's a gonna lot be of confidence in a young kid. Yeah, a lot, a, a lot of confidence, and and it's just gonna honestly, that's just gonna make some players in free agency may even want to consider to play alongside with him and 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 Jaron Jackson Jr. Bro, like mm-hmm. that's that team is I I can see that team turning into a, a a nice contending team to watch out for, bro. Like that, I mean, John Moran. I have already said it before in previous episodes. I compare him to a to a Russell Westbrook type of player. Um, and that he has that dog mentality. I think he has that type of mentality like Damian Lillard has. He has that dog mentality. You're not going to see it yet um, because he's still a rookie. So, like, you know, they still don't – it's not like they gave him, you know, everything. Like, oh, yeah, here, this is your team now. Like, no matter what, you still got Jaron Jackson Jr. Like, you don't know if he could turn out to be one of the best big men in the league once all these other great big men that's playing right now, like, eventually retire or something, you know? Like you don't know, um. So, yeah, but, but I mean, him but, doing that himself, bro, that'd be that'd be wild. Yeah, I would nah, give him a, a hell of. But def, I mean, I could see that, but definitely losing, uh, Jaron Jackson, man, that's that's a low blow, man. That's that that yeah, any man. chance that they had, and in, in in and even to be honest, I I mean, I got Portland. If it's Portland and Memphis, I got Portland beating them. I just don't think they have enough to 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 even get that AFC, bro. Like I I can't oh, yeah. see it happening. I can't you see abuse, it happening. You abuse the pain. Yeah, you're Portland. Yeah, you abuse the pain because you got no Jaron Jackson Jr. All you got is Valen- uh, Jonas Valanciunas um, uh, playing in the paint. So mm-hmm. I mean, you attack. That's when you take you you play big. You play big. You play big. Uh, uh, you do a big lineup. You have like Nurkic or Sean Whiteson playing the four and the five, and then you abuse him, bro. I tire him out every game, every game. Yeah, I, and with that, I think I think Jonas Valanciunas is a um a underrated center too. Oh, he is. He is. Yes, but, but yo, what about your for... what about your boy Giannis? Is that what you were just about to mention? I was just about to mention that. Yo, son, I was just your about to mention that. Your boy went full on soccer mode on uh uh Mo Wag- what's his name Mo Vog- Wagner Wagner Mo uh, Wagner Mo Wagner. Uh yeah, they always have like some type of like like uh what's the word like uh some type of like accent when they pronounce his last name Wagner. I think it's Wagner. I think it's pronounced Wagner. Sorry, Mo Wagner um, from the Wizards, but either which way, yo, bro. How do you feel about that one-game suspension, though? Do you think that was enough for that? I mean, I would have liked to see more just because they're playing the Magic first round, but I mean, I would have I would have Trust me, yeah, I agree, 110%. I would have loved to see that. But um, honestly, the one-game suspension was more than enough. Is more than enough. Uh, was it uncalled for? Yeah, um, it definitely. Giannis got out of character, that's for sure. Um, we didn't, you know, that no one. Honestly, I would say this throughout this this whole season, like this season from when it started into the bubble, Giannis has been a little bit more more chippy. If I don't know if you've noticed that he's becoming a little bit more, he's becoming a little bit more chippy out to players and stuff like that. For what reason, I don't know. I like it. You know me. I like me. So I like that 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 back and forth type of basketball. So, it's um. Listen, Giannis you know, has been very aggressive in this bubble. That's for sure. But my thing is, 
how is Giannis getting punished? By getting him suspended for one game that doesn't mean anything to the team. You already right. clinched the first spot. They they were most likely going to sit Giannis in that game anyways. More than likely, yeah. Depending so, on so who what, the team they were facing. And maybe if it, what, if it, like, what punishment is he getting? Not getting paid for that game? Uh, I guess. And not playing. I, no. Milwaukee's going to compensate him somehow. Like, no, that, 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 I, I don't think that was a punishment. If you're going to suspend him, suspend him for a meaningful game, suspend him for the first game of the playoffs, it probably still won't mean anything to the team since they're probably going to be the Magic. You know, and, 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 and just suspend him for a game that actually matters. Like, you're suspending him for the last game of the season. You already clinched the first spot. You're not playing for seeding. So, you know, you're, what, what, what's the point? They're, he was going to get rested anyways. Yeah, I mean, look, I say I say this is the reason why I agree with the one-game suspension, despite of it being the last game, a meaningless game probably for Milwaukee. But I just think that – I just think that he he did what he did. He backed away. He didn't try to be more aggressive and, like, try to keep going after him. They, they you know, once everybody started stepping in and, you know, pushing everybody away, he you know, he, he stood away. You know, I think he – I think he realized, like, you know, have you ever done something like that where you, you made a quick move and then you thought about it afterwards and you're like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, I think that was one of those moments for Giannis, in my opinion. Um, I think that yeah, he really, like, but, I mean, based off the body away. language. He got to carry it away. Well, right. I mean, we call it spade a spade. He did. Um, he, did he didn't have to do all that. But that's what I'm saying. He got carried away. He let his emotions get the best of him. And, you know, put his, his, put his head down and, and knocked him upside his chin. You know what I mean? He hit him upside the chin, and then afterwards, he, you know, he kind of realized, like, oh, shit, I fucked up. Um, but and, – and that's why I'm okay with the one-game suspension. If he would have continued on and made a big-ass scene like some of these players do and then make themselves look like a fucking idiot, I think that at that point, yes, you suspend him for that game, and then maybe, depending on the extent of how much more he tried to, like, uh, you know, insinuate the, the, the argument or the, the physical altercation – then that's when you start to determine whether or not it's more than just two games. Um, but, hey, it is what it is. No matter what, the Magic are going to lose first round. It doesn't matter. Giannis <laughs> is going to – You have to bring that up. You have to bring that Giannis, up. <laughs> Giannis is going to run right through the team. Like, you know, unfortunately, it is what it is, though. I mean, it's – Hey, I'm still going to be rooting for my Magic, man. Oh, we're yeah. We're going to lose. Mean, I'm no a Magic duh. fan until I die. So, you know, but, we're, I mean, we're, we're going to come hard. We're going to win the series. Yeah. Yo, so one one thing that's a, a topic that we haven't really discussed in the past episode, just because it's been all, all over the place, I'd say. It's uh, kind of been um, not really too informative. Um, but, man, the NCAA, when it comes to college football, bro, what like what's going on, man? I mean, mad. they announced that last week the fall championships were uh, for each sport will be canceled if more than 50% of the playoff eligible teams in each sport cancel their seasons. The NCAA uh, president, Mark Emmert, made it official on Thursday by announcing that we cannot at this point have fall championships. So, I mean, you think about the the other, like the conferences that officially already said that they're going to opt out for the fall. You know, you got, I mean, there's a huge list. I mean, I'm going to name the main ones. Um, but like, you know, you got the Big Ten, the Pac-12. I'm pretty sure the Ivy League was one that was a, one of the first ones, I think that um, said that they weren't going to play. You got the, you know, the NEC. You got the the Big Sky Conference, the Big South, Missouri Valley. Um, do you think other conferences are going to follow that? 
Absolutely, man. Um, as of right now, you know, the only two big conferences that you're really missing is the SEC and the ACC. And, you know, by the way things are looking, nothing's getting better with this whole COVID pandemic. Um, and to be honest, I, they, they're going to have to. They're going to have to protect their players, and they're going to have to suspend fall championships. Um, they're, they're, I mean, to be honest, all of, co- all, all of college football is probably going to get suspended. Um, and, and, and this is where, where the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have actually made a proposal. Um, Purdue coach uh, Jeff Brown was uh, one of the, the leaders in this proposal, and they, he proposed to do spring football. And and that's gonna be and in my opinion, you know, my opinion, I'll go over all the details, but in my opinion, I don't think that's gonna work because you're talking about playing spring football next year in 2021 and still starting the fall season in fall. So so starting 2022 season in fall and playing two seasons, you're gonna be playing two seasons in one year. In one year, that's tough for and, that's and tough to, to ask from college players. Exactly, I was just about to say that you're you're asking you're asking kids. I mean, granted, they look like they look like grown ass men, but no matter what, at the end of the day, their body is not fully developed. Like a like a, a you know, somebody has been in the NFL at least a solid two three years to have that type of training in them, you know. So they're asking for a lot, man. These no matter what, they got to remember these are these guys. They're still kids. I mean, they're still kids. It's not the fact that they're not developed; it's the fact that they're still in school. So well, you're yeah, talking I mean, about them. Obvious. You're talking about them going to school and having two seasons. That's a lot to ask. Yeah. Um. But you know the details that have pretty much been you know is that are in the proposal is that in the spring season it's going to be an eight game regular season instead of a ten game. Uh, there's going to be no bye weeks. Um. Post season is going to be held May first to May fifteenth. That's that's terrible. Um, gonna, they're still going to do the sixteen playoffs. Um. But it, it's going to be it's only it's, they're just taking out two games out of the season, and then for off season it's going to be no mandatory workouts for three months. Um, the summer period begins in July 19th. That's when they will report back and, and you know, start start their training. Um, there's going to be four weeks training camp beginning September 4th. Um, and then fall 2021, this is going to be the regular 10-game uh, season from October 2 to December 11th. Um, and, you know, you're still going to have your bye week and all that. But, man, I, I just don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I, I would love to see college football because, you know, and, and so, sometimes college football is more entertaining than the NFL. And, yeah. and and that took a lot to me to say because I love me some NFL, but the with the passion that that each one of those players bring, you know, the the schools, their fans, you know, have some fan, some 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 stadiums fit up to a hundred thousand fans in the in the stadiums, and not having that is it, is tough, man. It's 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 something that I'm I'm dearly gonna miss, and you know, and and another thing is we don't even know this is us thinking that everything's gonna be better in spring. Nothing points that this is going to stop in spring. So what, what, what makes you think that the, the pandemic is going to get better from here to, to April or May, you know? Right. I mean, they, they're just very, they're very hopeful. Like I'm sure half, if not more than America is, um, that by spring, everything gets a little bit, a little bit better and more contained. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's just like what you said. You, you, you can't assume that you have to approach Every it's like a month to month thing, man. It's a month to month basis type of thing. You 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 have to just go with the flow, and hope that things just get better, man. I mean, it's just not it's not something that you could just be like, oh yeah, come uh, come spring, everything's gonna be better, and we're gonna just start the football season like back to normal, like nothing ever happened. 
Like, no, there's still a pan- there's still a deadly virus going around. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and my two reasons of and why I don't law, think this is going to work. Law, it's a super contact sport at that. You know what I'm saying? Basketball oh, yeah. is, is a contact sport, but my God, I mean, if you even try to compare the two, you're an idiot. Like, football, it's a whole completely different ball game. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's something else that people don't think about. And, and, and going back to what I was saying, the two reasons why I believe, me personally, why I believe this is not going to work is, one, uh, because this is going to affect the NFL draft. You're talking about – Oh, yeah. You're talking about the, the, the draft is usually in April. You're talking about finishing the season in May. So, what, are they going to change the draft date to maybe May? Is that a possibility? But then how is that going to affect the NFL offseason? You know, so you're talking about just too many things that are going to be impacted because of this. And, and another reason is you're asking a lot for these players. You know, this is going to affect – you're going to see more injuries in the field. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, that's, and, and it's unfortunate to say, but, I mean, it, you know, based off the science of football, I mean, hello, that's a as contact of a sport that is. Like, these guys need the offseason the way – like, they. that's why the offseasons are set the way they are. You know what I'm saying? That's why they're set like that. It's for a reason. So yeah, man. we're, we're just going to have to see what happens uh, with, with all of this. And, you know, uh, we expect more news to come out. But, you know, as of right now, it's just not looking – it's not looking good. It's not looking good to have college football this year. No, not at all. Yo, so in this one, we're going to get a little bit more personal. Uh-oh. Uh, we're going to see who is your Mount Rushmore. So who's in your Mount Rushmore? Obviously, you know, in this one, we're getting a little bit more personal – because, you know, we got your Michael Jordans, you got your Tom Brady's, your Kobe's, you know. And, and those are those are players that impacted the game. But we're going to talk about who impacted you personally on a personal level. Who is in your Mount Rushmore? So we're going to take turns. You know, I want you to start out. Um, who is in your Mount Rushmore? Well, to start, to start, um, I have somebody who is a legend in their sport. Um, somebody who is a... Hall of Famer, guaranteed, changed that franchise around. And I am starting with Derek Jeter. I got okay. Derek Jeter as my first pick. I why, mean, I, why, why is he in your Ron Rosemary? Well, I mean, look at what he did for the city of New York, man. I mean, New York has already been well-known, obviously, before him as a franchise that consistently won. But, you know, Derek Jeter, bro, I mean, I, I arguably, can we say probably the best shortstop of all time? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's you up know? there. He's definitely up yeah, there. Yeah, he's, de- he's up there. You know, it's 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 an argument for sure. It's not no, you know, automatic win for whoever, you know, that person think it is or, or whatever. But, you know, he's a legend, bro. He he changed the game. He, re- he re-innovated the, the, the position of shortstop. Look what he did with, like, the Jordan brand. Wasn't he the first uh, the first um, baseball player baseball that player. signed with Jordan? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, look at all these things, man. I mean, he, he, he also impacted other, other players, other athletes from other sports. With his work ethic, his business side of things, I mean, granted, he's probably not the best uh, owner or front office guy over there in in the with the Florida Marlins, but that's not that's neither here or there. We're we're talking about what he's done for the game, and um, he is the reason why I started watching baseball. Okay, for okay. me, so that's why I, I, res- I respect that. I respect that, but me personally, I'm a Yankee hater. I don't like the Yankees. I'm a Red Sox <laughs> fan, so you know I'm not I'm a Yankee gonna fan. Put, though, so. I'm never gonna put any Yankee in my top four. I'm gonna let you know right now. But my guy is David Ortiz, and the reason why I say David Ortiz big poppy is because I'm a huge Red Sox fan. 
he got us. I mean, since I've been alive, he got me my first championship as a Red Sox. And and it, it was just beautiful to watch, man. The way he rebuilt that city after, you know, obviously the Boston Marathon and, and the way he pumped that city to continue to move forward. Oh, you know, this that. is my bleeping city, you know. He he yeah. made it he made it personal, he made it his own. And he I mean he's an idol in Boston, bro. He's an idol. If you're from Boston, I'm not from Boston, I'm from Puerto Rico, but those who are from Boston know that there is no Red Sox without Big Poppy. They they adopted him. Oh, for sure, for sure. They and, adopted him. You know, obviously, I'm never gonna forget when we were down three zero against your Derek Jeter Yankees, and we came back and won four in a row, made history. And you know, obviously, that was that a great hit, series. Though. That hit by Big Poppy was what made it all start. And you know, from there, from there on, it was history, man. He won four championships, and in a matter of what, in a matter of ten years or twelve years. You know, he just he put Boston in the bat when it came to baseball. You know, it, it was it, it had it had been it had been what almost ninety it was ninety, 90 years something ninety like that. something years yeah yeah since they had won a championship and, and and you know and and that was that was just unbelievable to see growing up you know and and, and watching and watching that he just immediately became one of my idols, bro. Yeah, no, I, I got nothing but love for Big Poppy. I mean, again, I'm not a Yankee fan. I'm not even a fan of any baseball team. I'm I'm a fan of the of players. Uh, I don't really have a baseball team. Um, but I was a big Poppy fan. Um, and you know, like what, like I said, I love, uh, I and I love and I respect the player that stays within a team no matter win or lose because you just love the city. You love the people. You you know, you you do everything that you can. You literally leave your blood, sweat, and tears out on the field. And he's a true definition of that. Um, and of course. I liked him so much that I even bought myself a jersey of David Ortiz once back in back in my heyday, in my young whippersnapper days. So, I don't, I ain't mad at that pick though, bro. I'm not. But I'm a sh- I'm not gonna shock you, but I'm just gonna show mad love to the next person that I got in my Mount Rushmore. I don't think a lot of people would add her on there. And did you catch that? I did. I did. I'm listening. Did you catch that? I said her. I have Serena Williams as my next pick. She hasn't really done 100%. She's not, she hasn't done nothing like I, I, she hasn't, she hasn't impacted me. Um, when it comes to sports, she just made me understand that females could do exactly what the, what male, what the men could do in any sport. Um, she, you know, she's been doing it consistently for years. She's been through up and ups and downs throughout her life. Um, and she's still like, bro, Freaking great! One of the, if not the best te- uh, female tennis player to ever step on that um on that court, you know. Um, and she's just awesome, bro. Her her the way she impacted a whole bunch of women out on the, like look at these young girls coming out now. Um, you know, winning all these champ, winning all these championships. Um, you know, going on all these tours, the French Opens and stuff like that. Like, you know, she. I'm sure that even male tennis players that are professional looked up to her and was and idolized her. You know, and that is a true leader. That is a true leader, not just within like, you know, uh, your gender. Right. But that's a true leader for the sport in general. And I think she is that for tennis. Um, I mean, Listen, the only reason why I watch tennis is because Serena Williams is there. Exactly. Man, she, she makes the game enjoyable. And the, the way that she she gives out her heart and the way that 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 that, that she plays, man, she plays with a passion that, that nobody else plays with and, and, and that includes her sister as well. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. You can't, I mean, you can't knock uh, Venus. You can't knock Venus. But um, you know, when you think about when you think about uh, 
women tennis players, who's the first one that comes to mind? Oh, Serena, Serena Williams. Period. You Not know? even male or female. Just right. Period. Exactly. Tennis Not, player is Serena right. Williams. And yeah. that's and that's the thing. That's the crazy thing about it is that you could ask about a hundred people, and I guarantee you over fifty percent, which is a great amount, right, of the odds. 50% or more of those people are going to say Serena Williams when you ask them who's the first name in tennis who's the first person that you think about when you when you when you think about tennis they're going to say Serena Williams yeah. so yeah, yeah. that's why she's that's why she, I have to put her in my Mount Rushmore okay and uh the next one that I have you know it, it's 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 someone that might not be that player that you're like oh snap like he made history you know, he, he was he was in, 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 you know, he played a long time ago or he did what David Ortiz did, but he does have a Super Bowl ring. And that is Russell Wilson. Why oh. is Russell Wilson in my top? I'm going to tell you why. Russell Wilson, you know, obviously I was a big fan of him from college. You know, I used to watch him in Wisconsin. I'm not a Wisconsin fan, but I used to just, I just love the passion that he played with. And I, I knew he was going to be great. Those who know me on a personal level know that I'm a huge Russell Wilson fan. You know, yeah, I know. Um, I, you know, I, I, I grew, I, I, I he, he was my favorite player. He is my favorite right. player. Obviously, I, I can't, I can't knock Patrick Mahomes. He is the best quarterback in the league right now. But I'm always gonna root for Russell Wilson, man. This guy won a Super Bowl in his second year. You know, he won. He, he was a Pro Bowl his rookie year. You know, he out of eight years that he's been in the league, he's only missed a Pro Bowl one season, and that was the season that he was full of injuries. Besides that. Seven out of eight years been to the Pro Bowl, man. That deserves that deserves a big, big, big credit. Um, uh, and, and he's just he's just a hell of a quarterback, man. He's he's one of those players that you want to root for. You know, he's he's a family guy. Obviously, we all know that he's with Sierra, and you know he he's just he's man. He's, he's been, also big. He's, he's big. He's also big in his in his faith too. You know, he seems like uh you know he's really big into his. Oh faith yeah, definitely, well, which definitely. Is, uh, which is also an awesome thing to see. We mentioned that about um. Jonathan Isaac with the Orlando Magic, the you know that episode that we recorded after he had gotten hurt. Um, you gotta respect those type of players, man. You gotta respect those that him as a person just for that. Um, I ain't mad at that pick, bro. I love I love me some Russell Wilson. I'll tell you this though, and I'm I, I I'm not too afraid to admit when I'm wrong. <laughs> and I was not convinced of of Russell Wilson before he won that Super Bowl. Um, I I li- I liked him as a quarterback. I just never thought that he was. Like I thought, a lot of people just overhyped him, um, but he he shut me up. He shut me well, up when well, he, he won the Super the game. Bowl. And, he changed and, yeah, the game. Yeah, and he changed the game. Yeah, exactly. Like people don't they, look like, at when, quarterback the same way until Russell Wilson came into the league. Exactly, exactly. I just like you know, again, this is on a like you know, we're choosing these players or athletes in general just based off our opinion. But you know, I think when when we when I think about Russell Wilson, I just think about the the passion that he plays with the the fact that he stayed with that he's still with the same team that drafted him and he always carries himself with class um he's always like I, you mentioned it as well a consistent player as well um only uh, what you say he only missed a pro bowl once since he been since he's been in the league yeah 2016 yeah so like and, and that and that season it was derailed by injuries wasn't it so it's mm-hmm. uh you know that's that's the type of quarterback that you want on your team, you know. Oh, definitely. Um, that's a that's a player that you want on your team. Period. And definitely. I, I mean, he, again, I, he has I like a career passing rate of one hundred one point two. So not only can he run, oh but God. he can throw the ball. So he oh, he yeah. has the full package, man. He he's he's in my Mount Rushmore. Yeah, that that yeah. I'm not mad at that pick. I just need uh, I I, I gotta I like the Seahawks. I've always been you know somewhat of a fan from afar, 
And um, I just think they need to bring him a little bit more help. So more weapons to throw to, man. I mean, the guy has an arm. The guy oh, can that's give another the thing. First. That's another. Thank that's... you for bringing that up. Thank you for bringing that up. He's been the type of a quarterback that has never had a true, you could say, top wide receiver. The the top that he's ever had to a top wide receiver was Baldwin. And with that, that lasted what? A year, like two years or so? Two years, but that was when the defense started going downhill. Exactly. So at that point, it kind of like it, it kind of outshines that type of a duet that they had together. And they still made so, the playoffs that year. And well, yeah, and they still made it. Um, all right. So my for my third pick, I got none other than Mr. Tiger Woods. Mm. Tiger, Tiger Woods. Woods. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got me some Tiger Woods on there. Um, despite his, <clears throat> you know, his personal issues that he had going on that went viral. We all know what happened to Tiger Woods. But, I mean, shit, bro. Tiger. You know, 82 PGA, um, PGA championships tied for first of all time. He, he got, he's won 41 European tours, third of all time. 15 major championships, PGA Rookie of the Year back in 96, and he's going to be inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get all that and not and not be considered one of the best golfers hey, of all time. Tiger Woods, he's not, Tiger Woods is not one of the best golfers of all time. He is the best golfer of all time. Oh, well, no there you go. well, yeah. There's you no got, I mean, you, we could probably go – if we had this conversation with like a fifty-year-old or something like that, he'll probably end up mentioning somebody from back in his day, which is fine. That's why I don't have like a Muhammad Ali on mine because I never got to watch him. But I know watching videos and watching highlights of him, he was great. Same with Jordan. I mean, I saw Jordan play, but I saw him playing with the Wizards. You, if you, if you were to tell me based off Jordan's career with the Wizards, would you put him in even your, the best basketball player of all time? I'd be like, hell no. You know what I'm saying? But obviously getting older, understanding the game more, and understanding what people were telling me about Michael Jordan made me curious to watch him play, watch highlights, watch games. You know what I'm saying? Uh, reading books and all that stuff. So, um, But I, 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 I never got to see him. You know, I got to see Tiger. I got to see Serena. I got to see Derek Jeter. So Tiger Woods, I mean, and he also broke barriers, you know, with, with being a, a black um, golfer. You know, you don't see that often. So he, he broke that, he broke that barrier. And, um, you know, he's, he came back from those, those personal issues. He still came back strong, you know, took him a little bit, but he still stayed relevant, bro. And, and he literally moved past that. And that's a real man. You know, he never let that shit get to him. He, he never let that stop him from playing the game that he loves. And like, you know, some players that, that takes a dog mentality, bro. People think that just cause it's golf, you don't have that competitive drive. That's bullshit. It's a sport. And, he has that dog mentality when it comes to that sport because a lot of people are a lot of guys will probably be cowards and just be like, you know what? I'm done. I, I lost all my endorsements. You know, I lost all this money. I'm not going to get, you know, I'm not going to be invited to any of these championship tours anymore. This, that, and the third. And guess what? Tiger stood pat. He stayed, he stayed strong within himself. He kept working out. He kept practicing, kept doing all that. And look at him now. So that's why I have him as my fourth in my Mount Rushmore. Okay. Okay. So this guy is not going to surprise anybody at all. Um, you know, those who know me close know that I I don't think I'm obsessed, but you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty close to pretty close to it. You know, I respect this guy to the maximum. 
He's from Akron, Ohio. No, it's not LeBron James. I was about to say, what? It's not LeBron James. You putting LeBron in your Mount Rushmore? What? It's not LeBron James. My top player in the NBA right now and growing and, and, and watching him, Stephen freaking Curry. Stephen Curry, the only unanimous MVP, most valuable player. Changed the game as we know it. Became the best three-point shooter of all times. Those who want to argue with me, we'll, we'll discuss that some other time. He is the best shooter in the world. He changed the game as we know it. Made the game, uh, uh, you know, every player, every player that shoots right now got it because of the way Curry plays. You know, you got your Trey Youngs, um, even your James Harden. All those players that, that you see shooting right now, I guarantee you they got those moves from Stephen Curry. This I'm guy, sure this guy, three-time All-Star, or three, sorry, three-time NBA champion, should have been five, but well, again, we'll discuss that some other time. You know, uh, it, this guy is just unbelievable. He 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 made. I mean, the NBA has never been down. Let me repeat that, and I, and I want to make I want to be I want to make sure that I'm very clear. But from Jordan, you had Kobe. After Kobe, you know, you had your LeBron days, but there was a period of time where all these teams started forming their their super teams, and the NBA was just not as fun anymore, if you get what I'm saying. You know, I, trust me, I, you're never going to see me wish, miss a basketball game. But the NBA, there was at a point that it, it was just not as fun. And this team, the Warriors, that drafted Curry, obviously, you know, they, they got the KD later on, but they drafted Curry, they drafted Clay, they drafted Draymond, they traded for Iggy. You know, they made things the right way. And when they beat those Cavaliers that year, man, that was just beautiful. And and obviously that was all, you know, that was a big part had to do with Curry. Curry's just, he's crazy. He's 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 my favorite player, bro. Period. Oh, trust me, I know. <laughs> you already know. You already know the debates and the arguments that me and you have every single time you bring it. You always somehow have to bring him up. With any I will defend this guy <laughs> like if he was my son, bro. No, you're his son, motherfucker. You mean you're his son? <laughs> um, but no, you know. I, look, I I respect Curry. I like his game. Um, I just think a little. I, I just think people obsess over him a little bit too much. Um. And I also hate it because, like, I hate the aspect when it comes to the game has turned into just shooting. And people feel like they have to just shoot. And it sucks because, I mean, granted, it's, it's part of the NBA. you got to adjust, right? Um, but I also hate it because it's like you got, like, when you're actually out, you know, running some pickup games in real life, you know, like, like you or me or whoever, you, you're playing against people and all they want to do is shoot now because of Steph. You know what I'm saying? But – that's why I'm not mad or I can never, I can never like, you know, shit on what he's done because they're doing that now because of him. Listen, you know what I I'm analytics say that the two easiest shots are the three-point shot and the lay, and obviously a layup or a dunk. The mid-range game is not as effective anymore because it's just not, it, it's not, it's not. Listen, you can hit three buckets and I can hit just two three-pointers and we'll still be the same. So why, when you can attempt more shots in a three-point line, you have a better chance of scoring. You have a better chance of outscoring. That's why you don't see – the only player you really see shooting mid-ranges now is maybe DeMar DeRozan, you know, yeah. uh, 
you know, that's I mean, that's probably the only player I can mention from the top, from the top of my head that really I mean, I would say that he's the probably mid-range. the best. He's probably the best mid ranger right now, out right now. Nah, but when but, it comes but, to like when it comes to like field like field goal percentage, I think Demar Derozan is probably like in the top two. And, and, and low key, I'm a huge Magic fan. That's my favorite team. But low key, man, Curry made me. He made me become a fan, bro. He made me become a fan of, of the Warriors. I'm not taking him over the Magic. I'm not taking over the Magic. I want to repeat that. But listen, the Warriors will be back. And they oh, will no, be I'm back. Not, I'm not doubting that whatsoever. I'm not doubting that whatsoever. It's scary people, because it's like the Lakers they have better so enjoy many while ways. They can. The Clippers better enjoy what they can because Curry and Klay Thompson, Klay Thompson recovering now from that injury, he's on a mission. And to top it all off, I mean, look how much longer that he's had to recover without having to exactly. play a game yet. You know what exactly. I'm saying? So because by careful, now league. the league better yeah. be careful because because they're gonna be strong and and, and it's gonna, all gonna start with Curry. Yeah, I mean it, it's it is scary to also know that they really can't do anything wrong this off season when it you know when the season's completely done, they can't go wrong with whether it's choosing the pick that they get or whether it's trading that pick for another because if they trade that pick, we already know they're gonna trade it for a superstar. Or I'm not, I'm sorry, not a, let me let me get that let me change that. Not a superstar, but maybe like a, a well established guy, like a star yeah. maybe. Somebody you know that's probably be an all star or, or, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or borderline all star. Borderline all star, yeah. And, and that's the scary that. part about it. That's the scary shit about it. And I don't know. Or they might just get... draft Weissman and develop him. We know we never know. We never know. But either way they're gonna be right. either way is they're gonna be nasty. Right. All right. So we're down to our last pick. Obviously, you know, you have your three. I have my three. This fourth one is very special to the both of us. So, you know, uh, I'm going to let you announce them. My fourth and very last athlete on my Mount Rushmore is none other than Mr. Tracy McGrady. T-Mac? T-Mizzy. Uh, yeah, man. T-Mac, bro. Uh he is the reason why I fell in love with basketball. He is the uh, he is the first person that I saw play ball. Um, he is the and to top it all off, he is the reason why I love the Orlando Magic. Um, he he made me I you know growing up as a kid like obviously once I started watching him once I started watching basketball I you know as a kid I try to make my game as him. Um, you know, just the shooting, always with the leg kicking out. You know, everybody knows that, like, he's infamous for his jump shot like that. Like, he kicks his leg away. out, a little fadeaway. Um, he was the first person I saw in-game live um, do that, you know, bounce um, the alley where you bounce it to yourself, catch oh, I it. I used to do that. I used to try to do that all the time. You remember my backyard? Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, um, it's, it's, it's those little things that he's done for me. Um, and like, that's why I wanted to save him for last. Cause like, he actually is the reason why I love basketball. He is my favorite player of all time. Um, everybody has their favorite player of all time. I wouldn't say he was the best player of all time, but he's my favorite player of all time. The first Jersey I owned was his, uh, my own multiple. Um, I had a magic one. I even got, yo, I cried. Mind you, when he got traded from the magic to Houston was back in 0304. I was we born in ninety two. I was together. born in ninety two. So you should, you could already, you could already, like you, you do the math. You could see how old I was. I was still a child. So for anyone listening, they're probably like, "Oh, look at this, you know, little ass, grown ass man, freaking crying over a, a basketball player leaving his team." No, I was like ten, eleven, bro, when he got traded, and he was, 
and that and I cried, bro. I cried. And you know, that's that's like, you know, that is an impact athlete to you. Uh, that's you know, as you being the athlete, you appreciate fans like me. You know what I'm saying? Um he sixty two points, not still the, the I think he still holds, yeah. He still holds the most points, yeah, in a in a magic uniform. Um, I really at this point I don't see no one ever getting close from based off the the, the you know the roster team that we have now. Um, yeah, bro. I I went to his first game back when he uh, when he got traded to Houston. Um, I haven't been to a Magic game in probably like a couple seasons before that, so it was special to me that my first game that I went to go see that I went back after all those years was against the Houston Rockets and. Yeah, they demolished us for sure, but it was great to see T Mac. Um, get to see T Mac there. Uh, I wish I actually got to meet him personally. Uh, but yeah, man, T Mac is my guy forever. Yeah, and, and the reason why why I left T Mac or why we left T Mac to the end because he's actually my fourth as well. You know, I say that Curry's my favorite player right now, but my favorite player all time is and will always be Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady, he is my GOAT. You know, obviously, Michael Jordan is the greatest to ever play. But, you know, you got to put some respect on Tracy McGrady's name. And he doesn't receive a lot of that respect, you know. What could have been is what everybody thinks. You know, what could have been. No, no, mm-hmm. let's not think of what could have been. Let's think about what he actually did. You know, he actually, you know, it, it's crazy because Team Team Mac, he was a two-time scoring champion. Even Kobe. Kobe said the hardest player. That he yep. has ever had to guard is Tracy McGrady, and there's a reason. The hardest, why he said that. the hardest that he ever had to guard, the most fun, the most fun one-on-one matchup that he ever played against. The 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 respect mutually between both of them was there because they were both cold-blooded killers. Yeah, and and, and you said that you cried when when Tracy McGrady left. You know, I was right there with you, bro. You know, we 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 cleaned each other's tears, and you know, but it, it was tough, man, because tra- growing up. Idolizing T Mac and you know, thinking you were like, well, it looks like we lost one. Oh, look, there he is. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. No, just, 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 you know, T Mac was the player that I always wanted to be like, and and you know, us in Orlando and you know, a lot of a lot of Magic fans saw, you know, the 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 intensity that he brought game in game out. Even though, you know, we were one of the worst teams in the league, you know, obviously injuries had a big part of that because of Grand Hill and, and others. But but T-Mac, literally, like, he made me love basketball. And, yep. and, and not only not only that, he made me – like, I, I would have been a Magic fan no matter what. Oh, yeah. But when I think about greatest Magic players, everybody says Shaq, everybody says Dwight Howard. No, I say Tracy McGrady. Nah, yeah, Tracy McGrady was just stuck – T-Mac was just stuck in a, in a hard – Era. That's it. Team the hard era with the with the with the shitty team. With a shitty team, exactly. But man, even what he did in, in, in against against the Spurs when he was in the Rockets, yo, unbelievable, oh, yeah, unbelievable. Man, I mean, that goes, yeah, it's, he was he was Houston's James Harden before James Harden got there, and it just took that many years after T Mac left Houston to them for them to finally get like a like a cold blooded co- uh, scorer like you know T Mac. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, thirty three seconds. You remember? You remember when we traded him? And I, I don't know Francis. how we got. No, no, right, right. I know who we traded him for. I just, I don't know how we got him. I don't know if it was free agency or if we traded him. I, no, I no. forgot. We, but, we got no, him no, no, I'm agency. saying. 
No, no, no. I'm talking about um. I'm not talking about T Mac. I'm saying, do you remember when we picked up Doug Christie? Oh, when he went. You remember one? when? Yo, you remember when I called you? Yo, we. I was. I was fucking I was pissed. Tight. I was pissed. I was like, yo, what? How dare him wear number one? Hell no! What the hell? Bro, I went ape shit. I was upset. Listen, like, the Magic need to retire you... number one. They need to retire number one. We found two great number hey. ones. Hey, tell me that one thing I told you. I think I, I told you that probably, uh, probably uh, a few months ago. I think I just texted you this. And I was like, yo, wouldn't it be cool? You retire the number one With on the T-Mac. No, the number one. Like, the actual number one on the T-Mac. And then you retire the number one, but with the, the with Penny Hardaway's uh, one cent logo. You retire like that. Show them both their respect. No yeah. one ever should wear the number one in an Orlando Magic uniform ever again. And the same thing, I agree with the number 12, the number 14, the number 12 with Dwight, number 14 with Jermaine Nelson, and number 32 because of Shaq. Out of all those numbers, those numbers should be retired. Not the number six because of the sixth man thing. No. You retire those numbers and you idolize those guys forever. Granted, those guys I think I mentioned, I mean, besides Dwight because he's still playing, um, and even Shaq, I, I don't think Shaq has even been um, inducted into the Magic Hall of Fame yet. I don't think he has, but um, but you know what I'm saying. You got to man. You you gotta you gotta show them their love. You know what they did for the teams, what they did for the city. Um, T Mac never wanted to leave Orlando. He was done dirty by that shitty ass GM that we had at the time, like John if, if John, you, John Weis, Weisen, Weisbrug. Weisenbrug, Weisbrug or something like that. He can go straight to hell. Um, he was the worst GM we freaking ever had, bro. Terrible. Can you imagine, bro? Can I you mean, imagine? Him and this? probably get along. Who? Him and Hennigan probably get along. Oh, fuck. Um, so it's like <laughs> it's it's T Mac. Uh, it's T Mac. Can you imagine T Mac, Dwight Howard the, that that following season that we yeah. that we were shit. Yeah, because we, we could have gotten Tim Duncan, bro. Mm-hmm. Listen, no, but if like, we would have gotten Tim, if we would have gotten Tim Duncan, I'm pretty sure. Like I said, oh well, there probably would have been no Dwight. Yeah, true. No, no, there would have been no Dwight, but you would have had Duncan, hey, Grant Hill. Hill, and T Mac. Oh God! And the crazy that thing is, been... when we when we got T Mac, T Mac was a project when he came from 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 Toronto. Nobody thought he was gonna be this great guy. And everybody first was going season, crazy and first season came Hill. out came out balling. Yeah, everybody was going crazy because we got Grant Hill, not because we got T Mac, but T Mac was the one that stole everybody's heart. I'm glad T Mac chose like decided on wanting to stay in Toronto versus get taking that trade, uh, to yeah, Chicago. He's, actually, and he's a Florida like... and he's a Florida boy, so. Oh yeah, so yeah, shout out Polk County. Yeah, bro, Barto. For sure. Yo, so I think we're gonna wrap it up on this one. I feel like this was another great episode. Uh did this one again virtually. Um we got a lot of great feedback from it last time, but you know, um everybody has has lives outside of, you know, doing this podcast. Everybody got work and all that stuff. But again, you the supporter, you the listener you guys would eventually be the reasons why we could eventually make this full time, uh, put more effort into it, um, give you guys better content, better quality content as well. Um, so yeah, man, just keep supporting us. Um, episode five, we're going to wrap it up on this one. We want to go ahead and uh, first and foremost, uh, I'm going to continue saying it in the end of every episode until the day that it happens, arrest those fucking scumbags that killed Breonna Taylor. We're not going to stop until that happens. So make sure that we, give justice to Brianna Taylor and her family as well. Um, Want to shout out everybody that continues to support. We appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Um, and man, 
big shout out to um, Orlando Magic HQ. Um, follow them on Instagram at Orlando Magic HQ. Uh, those boys have been showing us a lot of love. Um, they also got their own podcast, Strictly Basketball. Um, yeah, man. And, yeah. I actually know them personally, so you know, big shout out to them. You know, great people. And if you're a Magic fan and you want to hear some great Magic content, you know, listen to the Olsen podcast. They they have great content there. Uh, you know, all Magic. So you know, if you're a Magic fan, you're gonna love it. Oh yeah, big uh, yeah. They got that podcast as well, the Ozone podcast. So yeah, that's a it's a dope podcast too. They got great content as well. Um, as Juan said, so. Um, big shout out to our TYG crew as well, Vic and Dwayne, aka Rapid Shots. Um, uh, we definitely we were always streaming, so make sure you guys stay tuned. Follow at Thank You Gaming on Instagram and on Twitch. Subscribe. We're officially affiliated, so go ahead, show us some love. Um, you know, anything will help in donations that support. You know, we're again we're doing so much other things than just this podcast, so. You know, guys, just follow us. You know, support us. You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna create big things. You know, this podcast, streaming, gaming stuff has never been done before. So um, we're gonna try to change the game that way. So shout out Vic, um, shout out Dwayne as well, and follow him on Instagram if you're into any fitness, you want to learn anything, you want to get into fitness. Make sure to hit him up at more fitness underscore. That's at m o o r e fitness underscore. If you're trying to get that, you know. That beach body ready for, you know, next summer. That summer body. So get more fit. Um, and yeah, man. Oh, shout out, shout out our boy Crispy, man. Crispy is a Twitch streamer. Um, he's been showing us hella support, man. Um uh, Crispy704, man, big good ass dude. So Crispy, if you're listening to this, man, the shouts out for you, bro. You you've been one hell of a supporter, bro. Yes, we sir. appreciate you. Um, and also uh, shout out my boy Swine Flu Trick. On, on Twitch as well. Make sure to follow him on there. He's uh, one, a good friend of mine. He's been showing us hella love as well on the on the streaming side of things and on the podcast. So make sure to follow him. He's doing big things. He officially got affiliated as well on Twitch. So we're all moving up, man. This is all what it's about, Move, every, leveling everybody up, um, not trying to be big-headed in any way. We're all just trying to see each other eat, if you will. So other than that, yo, you got something to tell everybody? Uh, no, I just wanted to finish off by saying, you know, we appreciate your support. We appreciate your love. And one last thing is um, if you have anything that you want us to talk about, any anything, uh, any topic that you want to bring oh, yeah. up, you know, we'll shout you guys out. Um, you know, uh, we, we want your feedback. We want we want we want you to be engaged and, you know, we want to get you guys more engaged. So um, I say that's a wrap, man. Yeah, man. Let's uh, let's end it there. We'll holler at you guys on the next one. Episode Cinco. It's a wrap. See y'all next week. Yes, sir. You know what time it is? It's time for... What the what?